Today on Radley Dividing is part three of three on the topic of judging. Is judging biblical in the life of a believer? Thank you for joining us. Learning to navigate truth in a world of opinions. Teacher Jacob Leger and your host, Pastor Daniel Wright. Heart of Worship Church Media presents Rightly Dividing. Mm. I mean, that's pretty black and white, right? Yeah. yeah. Give them warning from me. That's it. Right. And God's given instruction to confront the wickedness of Israel, mm. to specifically point it out. Hey, guys, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. And of course, we know that they didn't really heed to that very well, but Whoops. he still did his part. Right. 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 And it's, it's very important because understanding uh, the severity of the destination, you know, knowing that damnation lays ahead for those who are in sin and not submitted to the will and word of God, you're doing it out of love. Even if they hate you or reject you. I mean, this is what happened to all of the biblical prophets. This is why they were murdered, why they were killed and imprisoned and sawed in half in logs. This is why Jesus Mm. was crucified because he was willing to speak the righteous judgments of God and those who wanted to be comfortable in their sin didn't want to hear it. And they were like, we don't want to be Which judged. Which is no different so, than today. Right. That's we don't want to be judged. Today. So silence the one who is speaking God's judgments. Right. Um, so it's a very humbling act of love for someone to be willing to do this. We continue that same passage in Ezekiel in uh, verse eight, 18. It says, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. And thou givest him not warning, mm. nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked ways to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity or his sin, but his blood will I require at your hand. Yeah, that's that's very serious. Yeah. Not only is it an act of love to deliver it, but it's dangerous in the word of God to not deliver it. Right. So you can't be neutral. No. It's it's just like tithing. You're either blessed or you're cursed. If you give your tithing, you're blessed. If you don't, then you're cursed. Right. You can't right. just be in neutral. And that's a great, great. In verse 19, it continues. He says, yet if thou do warn the wicked and he turn not from his wicked ways, nor from his uh, wickedness, he shall die in his sin. But thou hast delivered thy own soul. Right. This mm-hmm. is very, very important and very telling. When he says that I'll require his blood at your hands, and then he says that if you tell him that he's in sin and you warn him, even if he doesn't receive it, then at least you've delivered your own soul. This is a critical point because this is showing us that being willing to speak God's truths, as hard as this might be to swallow, is a requirement of salvation. And we know Mm. that in the New Testament is still applied Because in Romans 10, verse 10, it says, For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Right. That's good. So though our salvation does begin in faith, salvation is completed when we are willing to speak what we believe. That's right. So Mm. if it only stays inside and you're not willing to speak it forth, it's not a complete salvation. We have to confess what we believe. And this stuff, and is, we have to live what we confess. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's got to come full circle because we will be judged. The Bible says, "For every idle word, mm-hmm. 
and for our Ooh. works. And that's something. Yep. It's amazing when you when you know the word of God. Yeah. Because then you, you you're not caught in the deception that is, oh, I said the sinner's prayer. Great, I'm good. Okay. Well, what's next? I have, feed your spirit, crucify right. the flesh, disciple yourself, you know. Right. Yeah. The, this is the reason that the devil fights so hard to silence the saints. Mm-hmm. This is why people have been martyred throughout the ages trying to keep them quiet, to keep them from speaking their testimony or from preaching the truth. I mean, if this was not so serious and so real, the devil would not care about it. But he works very hard to keep you from speaking the righteous judgments of God because he knows that coming into agreement and alignment and submission to that is what will help to lead others into salvation. A person cannot come to understand that they need to repent of sin until they've first been confronted with the reality that they're guilty of it. That's right. That's exactly right. The law is a mirror. It shows us our need for salvation. That's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we were to continue on that that passage, actually, verse 20, it continues stating again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness, mm-hmm. you could say when a Christian person mm-hmm. backslides, right, commits iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die because thou hast not given him warning. Now, that's interesting. He shall die because you shut your mouth. You were afraid to offend. You were led to believe the lie that you cannot judge. Mm -hmm. He shall die in his sin and his righteousness, which he hath done shall be, shall not, excuse me, shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thine hand. So the person who dies in the rebellion, not only loses the remembrance of their righteousness, but you're held to an account. To God for your silence. Yeah, exactly. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man, which is good, if you don't worry about offending them, do what God tells you to do and let the chips fall where they may, which is to warn them that that the righteous sin not and he doth not sin. So he heeds the warning. He shall surely live because he is warned thou and thou hast delivered thy soul. So that's the contrast, A and B, one where you're silent, the other is when you're not silent, right. and, and th- there's an opportunity for repentance. I mean, Paul himself in Acts chapter 20, uh, verse 26 through 28, at the end of his life, um, after going through so many uh, tortures and beatings and, and so many trials and persecutions because he was willing to speak the truth yeah. and no one wanted to hear it. I mean, many of the churches that he planted, if not almost all of them at some point or another turned against him. There were many that were teaching that the reason he was in prison was because God was against him and, and had <laughs> forsaken him because of the things that he was preaching. Right. But before his execution in this passage, He very clearly says that I stand before you clean of the blood of all men. My hands are clean because I have not shunned to tell you, to preach to you the full gospel of the truth of God's word. And when he said that, he was making reference to what we read earlier in the Old Testament. So just to bring it to the New Testament and show that it's still completely applicable. This isn't something that was done away with. Paul was saying, I am still abiding by this because I know that this still applies. And because I believe this and know this, I was willing to speak the truth. And because of that, I can stand at my execution in confidence of how I'm going to be judged before God, because I told you everything, whether you wanted to hear it or not, no matter how much persecution he took right. for it. 
he still spoke the truth. And that that's exactly powerful. I love how you illustrate the point that in the New Testament, we have Paul, mm-hmm. who is basically saying, because of the passage of the Old Testament that we just read, yes. he is freed from the blood of all men yeah. because he did warn. Right. And he literally said that my hands are clean yes. of yeah. the blood. That's so we the, know that he, he was re- thinking of that verse when he I was believe, taking that. Thank right, you, right, Jacob. That down. That's yeah. exactly what I'm about. I bet you he had, oh, yeah, that Ezekiel passage. I am freed from the blood of all men, right? <laughs> right. So the point is, you're not responsible for whether or not they will receive it. Right. Yes. But you are responsible for whether or not you deliver the word. That's right. They don't have to accept it. No, right. they don't have right. to. And and you know what? Again, people will hate you. People will mock you. People will jeer you. You'll be accused of being judgmental, which you're just making a judgment call. That's it. But I hate, I'll say get over it. <laughs> I mean, I mean that in the most sincere way. Right. It's it's not to be hard or cruel. It's it's understanding that the Pharisees hated it when Jesus gave them the truth. Right. You right. know, the, so did the Sadducees, the religious sect. You know, when he he didn't hold back, and sometimes he 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 was kind and soft and gentle spoken. But there are the times there were the times where he said, "You brood of vipers, you sons of Satan." I'm not I am not condoning those listening or watching that this is how you should approach that. Right. Be led of the Holy Spirit, and remember in Galatians six one, always in the spirit of meekness. That's it. In fact, God's response to those who think that way, who who say, "Don't judge me" or or "Don't speak," you know, harshly. Let me just believe the way I want to believe, uh, is recorded in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 9. So we don't even have to assume or guess or think. We see God's own response to this kind of, of thinking and theology when he said, this is a rebellious people, lying children who who want this kind of, of easy speaking, mm. children that will not hear the law of the Lord, mm. which say to the seers, see not. And to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things. In other words, don't tell us that's what's true. Right. Prophesy unto us smooth things. Just right. tell us what we want to hear. Right. Prophesy deceits. Tell us lies. It's okay. Tell us we'll be all right mm. in our sin. Mm. Get ye out of the way. Turn aside out of the path. Cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Hmm. So in context, when a person is saying, uh, don't judge or you can't judge me, what this is saying is that they're really saying is take God from in front of me. I, I don't want to be convicted. I don't want his laws and his righteous judgments. I want you to be removed from me. And that's what God was saying about the people. It says, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Mm. Wherefore, thus saith the Lord of Israel. This is God's response to those who, who think this way. Because you despise this word. And right. trust in oppression and perverseness and stay thereon. You're not receiving the warnings. Mm. Therefore, this iniquity shall be unto you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out and in a high wall whose breaking cometh suddenly and at an instant. There was a judgment that was coming, a consequence for the sin, and it was going to hit them blindsided because they refused to receive the warnings mm. that God was lovingly willing to send by the voice of right. his prophets that they then stood against. Right. Out right. of love, they were willing to warn, but they weren't willing to receive, so the judgment came and overtook them mm. in a suddenly. Yes, that's uh, some serious stuff there. Because you despise this word, Iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall. That's that's just that's black and white. Oh yeah, yeah. Know your word, ladies and gentlemen. Know your word. Read your Bibles. Come on, somebody. 
So in summary, 2 Chronicles 19, uh, verses 6 through 7 and verse 9 state, And said to the judges, Take heed what ye do, for ye judge not for man, but for the Lord, who is with you in the judgment. Wherefore, now let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed to do it, for there is no iniquity with the Lord our God, nor respecter of persons nor taking of gifts. And he charged them saying, thus shall ye do in the fear of the Lord faithfully and with a perfect and pure heart. So he's saying that you are to judge in the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. We need to do it in meekness. He right. says, don't, God doesn't respect persons. You're, if you're judging, God is with you in the judgment, but do it with a pure heart Amen. and in the fear of the Lord. That's a very key things to be, uh, to take home there. Amen. Judging is very, very biblical. But the biblical approach simply relies on his word. That's good. That's the standard to go by. Amen. Humility, meekness, love. We've got to rely on those if you are making these judgment calls. You can't be judgmental, like you said. We've got to right. make that judgment call, that real, right. based on his word. we got to not worry about what it'll do to us. Because a lot of us want to avoid the confrontation, sure. I think. Yes. But for the sake of their soul, I mean, wow. That's the example Christ gave us and all of the apostles and the prophets and the biblical saints. Yep. Right. They surely did it. As we come to the close, we want to thank you for joining us on this three-part series on the topic of judging in the Bible. Have you been accused of being judgmental when you were simply trying to give good godly counsel or even instruction in righteousness as the scripture tells us to do? Is there a scripture maybe that we might have missed that you think would be a good contribution to this episode or the series, in fact? What are your thoughts in general overall? Remember, brothers and sisters, the word of God will stand forever. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, and 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 25 declares that. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe, and click that bell for notifications. Or if you're watching or listening on any podcast platform, we do ask that you might follow us. That really helps us out. If you have any questions, concerns, or even topic suggestions, please comment below or email us at info at heartofworshipchurch.com. Join us on our next episode as we navigate truth in a world of opinions, discussing the topic of predestination and eternal security. Are we predestined for heaven or hell? Can a Christian lose their salvation? This has been Daniel Wright, Jacob Leger, and Miranda Wright, workmen that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for joining us this episode. For more information on our ministry or to contact us, please visit heartofworshipchurch.com.